0: Welcome to the Woke Blokes podcast, hosted by Nick Sutherland from MindFit and Ryan Hassan from the Centre for Healing. Let's get into today's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Woke Blokes podcast. Ryan Hassan from the Centre for Healing here, joined as always by Nick Sutherland from MindFit. Nico, if you're uh, if the listeners are watching, the listeners if the watchers are watching on YouTube. We've got a bit of a new setup going on here,
1: and you have brought your finest tracksuit pants to the party.
0: Oh yeah, uniform. Yeah, I am wrapping the centre for healing top though. You are,
1: you are very much. Yeah, we're uh, we're in MindFit HQ. We're in my office, uh, and you've bought all the bells and whistles, and the, uh, it's crystal clear. We can we can see everything on that camera.
0: Yeah, I know. I think we'll, uh, we're just having a bit of a play around with it today, but I think if we, uh, you know, get the setup right, it'll come through nicely.
1: I think this is it. I think we've, we've we've figured it out.
0: Awesome, mate. Well, we've got we've got about half an hour today. It's going to yeah. be a shorty, but we're going to make it Short very potty. impactful, mm. profound, profound, yeah. profound, and profane. So, hopefully,
1: so, <laughs> so we're going to unless is more. We're going to. I had a client the other day, and he doesn't speak often, but when he speaks, it has weight. People
0: listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So.
1: Let, let's give our weighty words today.
0: All right. It's a weighty word podcast. Mm. What do you want to talk about? You got a topic?
1: I do have a topic. The power of the mind. Wow. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> I'm totally getting a synthesizer in here one day.
0: Yeah, it'd be great if we were like, you know, like a and radio show. Yeah, yeah. You could play the, the different sounds. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, don't, don't put ideas in my head because I'll fucking come with one next no, time.
1: I'm telling we'll a full Howard Stern show. <laughs> <laughs> getting all the, all the props. Yeah, I just thought the power of the mind I've been, um, as, as tends to happen, we have waves of themes with clients and I think what we have been talking about is um, the people, I guess, don't understand how powerful a machine or how powerful a computer or how powerful a creator this brain is. And um you know, when it when we leave it untrained and, and to its own devices, it, it can be very powerful on a not pleasant end of the spectrum. So
0: Well you've brought up one of one of the moments for you, you know, when you were going through agrophobia, couldn't leave the house and there was that moment you had where you were trying to, you know, reaching for the door handle and couldn't turn it and you thought my god how powerful my mind isn't allowing my physical body to turn a door handle yeah my mind
1: literally disabled my body um and because of the the anxiety and it's you know so a chemical in my brain disabled my physical being yeah it's amazing
0: it's incredible and i think it's a good topic at the minute um obviously we have people from all around the world, like our Iceland listeners. Hello. Shout out to Iceland. I'm bringing up our Iceland listeners every episode. I love <laughs> it. Um, obviously we're based here in Melbourne, Australia, and a lot of people's mental fitness is being tested at the minute because we have half the country in lockdown and been in lockdown for an extended period of time. And I'm, we've spoken about this before, but I know I'm just having people reach out to me. Um, almost daily, if not through the business, but just like an old acquaintance, like one reached out today, an old acquaintance out of nowhere, mate, I'm struggling, I need to talk to someone. And that's just happening so regularly at the minute because we have, I suppose, these mental capabilities, which we've been okay, we've been getting by, but then these external circumstances have been thrown upon us. And for a lot of people, that's proving too much. Yes,
1: and so I often talk about the body needs to meet resistance in order to get stronger. Been to the gym today, leg day. You've got wobbly legs
0: underneath these trackies. I have very wobbly legs, uh, there's tree trunks in there
1: um, compared to my twigs and sticks. <laughs> um, and, and uh, you know, so too does the mind. The mind needs resistance. Don't pray for an easy life, pray the ability to endure a difficult one is a, is a stoic quote. Um, and I think what we're seeing, what we're noticing is. Uh, through COVID and through all this a few things but really we've had it so good for so long we've had some hiccups we have some bushfires and some, some this and that but really our liberty has, has existed for such a long time we've had this inordinate amount of freedom which we've become very conditioned to but now that's been I'm not going to use the word taken away from us but it's been yeah, yeah. it's been compromised, uh, and people are really going to shock. They're getting fight, flight, um, and there's a lot of fighting out there.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I notice it in myself. My my nervous system getting very activated, even just going on social media and that kind of thing, because yeah. there's there's a real there's a lot of division at the minute, and yes. I, I I get quite um, I suppose activated, not so much. If someone has a different opinion to me, but just the division itself, because yep. I can see it, especially the last month or so, I can just Observing see the division, the conflict. Yeah, it's like there's there's the people on one side, people on the other. They're strong in their beliefs, and then a lot of what uh, is happening from, a, I suppose, a government a media point of view is really fueling that division. And it's really sad because you know you and I both have the belief that we're all one. We're all mm. in this thing together. We're all a fragment of the one. Consciousness, if you yep. want to call it that, so it's really it's sad to that's, see a lot of the division. It's like
1: a uh, I can't remember if I've mentioned this on here or not, but I, I came across something the other week, and it was, um, you know, if if the if the body is walking along and it stumbles because the foot doesn't take a step and the hand. Hits the ground and gets a graze on the hand. The hand doesn't yell at the foot and go, "You <laughs> fucking stupid foot! You, God, you're the biggest wanker!" And yeah. It understands that it's all part of the one organism. Yeah. And we are all part of the one organism, us humans. And, and it's, so it's like the hands yelling at the foot. I
0: know. I'm imagining them like fighting each other. You know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I you. Well, I'm gonna punch She's you. stop it. <laughs>
0: So, well, that's, that's, that's one of the most beautiful, you know, teachings. Like, we hurt someone else, we hurt ourselves. Exactly. We're kind to someone else, we're kind to ourselves. I am
1: you and you are, you are I nice,
0: And experientially, so. for me, that feels very true.
1: Mm, me too. But, so, going back to before, you know, because we haven't had a lot of stimulus, because our needs haven't been compromised, because we haven't been conditioned, we haven't grown up in a war-torn country, we haven't grown up in famine, we've got access to everything, you know, too much, I think. Um, and so you know, there's an expression out there harden up or don't be so soft and I'm, I'm not going down that path but I think we have softened in our resiliency mm. you know? it doesn't mean that we are weak or that we are soft but I think the minds aren't as strong and as healthy as perhaps they once were
0: yeah well they've uh, I suppose like anything it gets used to conditions it gets used to an environment, like and then that. when that environment changes radically, it is a it's a shock to the system. That's why you know you ask a lot of people, older people who you know were around through you know a really bad recession or the depression or who went through you know war time.
1: Is that going to Gallipoli? Are yeah, seventeen year olds. Look, like, how are you
0: coping with the pandemic, love? Like? Yeah. What pandemic?
1: <laughs> so pandemic. You kids, you had it too easy. It's like the dude I've told you this story playing at Mount Martha Golf Course. I was playing just by myself and I turned up and it was a bit overcast and I'm like, oh no, I should get a few holes in and caught up to this old bloke and just got chatting to him. He was easily mid eighties, right? And it's just 150 meters off the tee, straight as an arrow, 150 meters up the guts, just playing bogey golf, it was was incredible. And um, it started raining. And I've dived into my golf bag, pulled out all the wet weather gear, jacket, pants, you know, umbrellas going up, and he just stands there and he's watching me. And he, he turns and goes, What are you made of sugar? <laughs> <laughs> I was insinuating the water was going to melt, melt, me melt. melt. The wicked witch. <laughs> and I just, I had nothing. I was like, Fuck. And I just had to pack it all up. Umbrella went down walked around in the rain and it, it's, it left such an imprint on my mind. And this is the power of the mind. you know That that, that memory is very vivid for me because it was a very powerful moment and experience.
0: Yeah, I, um, I remember my brother is bringing up a memory for me. So he's 14 years older than me. And so, you know, growing up, like such an age discrepancy, but he was amazing. He was like my hero and he would always... I didn't appreciate it as much at the time because mm. I was a kid, but looking yeah. back now, like... You know, when you're 19 and your brother's five, it can't be a hell of a lot of fun to kick the footy around with them or play cricket. Yeah. But he, would, I, I can't remember a time in, in my head when he told me no. Yeah. And we would have these footy games and it happened a few times There's some old photos of it when it would be like today here in Melbourne it'd be just pissing rain. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I want to kick the footy. He's like, all right. And we'd go out there and just slide around <laughs> in the mud for like hours and we'd come in, just everything soaked in mud. But I remember it was just such a happy time for me. And I've been trying to, with, with Tommy, my boy, trying to catch myself as well and trying to reframe because normally, you know, we might go outside for the first time and he might be like, oh, sunny or windy. And normally you'll like praise, oh, it's a beautiful mm. sunny day. But then you'll try and catch yourself today. When you go outside, you're like, oh, it's a rainy day. But instead kind of go, what a beautiful rainy day it is today.
1: I had a Skype session with Dan over in Canada. And, you yeah, know, it's nighttime there. And he said, how are you? I'm like, oh, it's... Terror and I didn't even get to finish the word. I was about to say it's terrible weather, and I went, "It's really stormy outside." It's really? such an
0: automatic program, it was. isn't it?
1: And but but, I guess the training that we've done, we we're able to, to be mindful of what we're saying and to catch it.
0: Um, that was a beautiful yeah. cup of tea, by the way. Oh, well, I'm
1: glad you. I feel great. I'm not a, a bad man. Tea. Buddha tea.
0: I have Buddha nature now.
1: And we um we yeah, I think our house got struck by lightning this morning. <laughs> That's amazing. I know, right? We're you shocked? Oh, I was all lit up. Um, strike me down. That was terrible. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to talk about the the power of the mind. I, I, yes, because of what's going on, um, but just to bring it to people's awareness, bring mm-hmm. it to people's conscious awareness a bit more. And if we're not present and working with it, and you know, in, in Buddhism they talk about cultivating. Uh, an equanimous mind. Mm. So uh, cultivating—you've got a creative. It's like cultivating a garden. It's—we it's, can't just sit idly by and just expect. Yes. This thing to function. You know, many people in here. You know, the the one golden rule at the top there. I am responsible for my happiness and health. And I say to people, what's the definition of happiness? 80% of people would sit there and go, ah, and they start laughing. And. I'm like what is it and we both start laughing and like, I've got no idea yeah. I'm like, no one's got a fucking clue
0: it's like I have this desire that I want to be happy but I don't even know what happiness is exactly good luck with that and and <laughs> so
1: it's to be content you know, and, and but then we talk about the two types of happiness because uh, people sit together do you want my definition I want like, no I want the, the the given definition and so we talk about outsourced getting what I want happy mm. The, it's a beautiful day in inverted commas or um, just inherent happiness and the weather can be however it needs to be mm. and, and I'm still okay. It's kind
0: of uh, conditional happiness versus unconditional happiness.
1: Very much. Intrinsic versus extrinsic.
0: Like I'll be happy if or I'll be happy when X, Y and Z happens
1: then I'm okay. So, yeah.
0: Which means yeah. that if anything else happens outside of X, Y and Z then my peace is disturbed.
1: So we've got these parameters of acceptance. Yep. I will accept that so the weather is nice, and I will feel happy. But we can't control the yeah. weather. So what happens when it's outside those parameters of your acceptance? Yeah. And this is the mind creating this. It's the mind creating these biases, these opinions, these um, values, whatever you want to call them.
0: It's I think it's it's like um, when the the sense of I gets involved. Like you said, the word equanimous and a lot of people go, well, I can't be equanimous. Like I don't know how to. But The truth is, they're equanimous about most things. It's like, how do you feel about Saturn having rings? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. It's all right.
1: (laughs) I'm I'm at peace with that.
0: How do you feel about, you know, there's a worm, you know, six feet underground about a hundred kilometers from here and it's giving birth at the minute. How do you feel about that? I don't know. I don't care. (laughs) Look, it sounds cool. Then it's like, like when you're at the shopping center and you see an ex-girlfriend who things ended really badly and they're with another guy you mm. no so what's the difference <laughs> it's it's the closer it gets to this sense of i this psychological self that wants to keep it itself together nick's getting up everyone if you're not watching what's he up to oh here we go ego rigid irrationally mature i must get what i want yeah yeah <laughs> yeah same thing it's all there, buddy it is. It's this, it's this structure that wants to sustain itself. And so we're <coughs> economists is about, yeah, most things in the universe until I gets involved.
1: Well, so there's two things. Look up there as well. The source of all suffering is attachment and ignorance. Mm. So a worm giving birth, you know, a kilometre away, we're ignorant to the fact that uh, that's happening. So we're not going to be affected by it. So it's not in our consciousness. Um, if it was and somewhere along our programming we had been led to believe or and a belief had been imposed or we created in a in a moment of trauma a belief that worms are gross and horrible and i don't like worms if we formed a bias i want them to be extinct if we <laughs> I wish it wasn't giving birth where is it i've got to find it and and so we that's an attachment to to that irrational belief it's mm. such an irrational belief and it's coming from the eye it's coming from the ego so it's uh, yeah it's it's what do we know how much do we know or, or what you said before about you're getting what do you say what word did you use um mm-hmm. heightened or triggered by f- social media activated. activated activated wonderful word um when you're getting activated it's it's because you come into contact with it all and aware of it all mm-hmm. so we talk about sensitivity in two ways. You know, that's the ego sensitive, the eye is, is activated or our energy is activated mm. in a different way. So empath, you know, very affected. I'm very mindful of the nutrition I'm putting into my mind mm. because I have to be. It's like I'm a celiac mentally or whatever. <laughs> I, I can't have certain things going into my system. Right. Otherwise, I get activated. Yes. So that's the first time I ever put it in those words yeah. and, and framed it that way.
0: You're intolerant what? to certain things. You'll have an inflammatory reaction.
1: Yes, but it, once again, it's not an ego intolerance. It's not. It's not a mentally constructed bias. It's a more of an energetic intolerance. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, and so, it's really important for people to understand the two separately.
0: Yeah, and it's is another story is coming up about this you know talking about the worms i think i remember michael singer talking about he was with this lady in the car out near his property and all these uh grasshoppers or she thought she started freaking out because what are those things you know jumping around the window he Goes, oh they're grasshoppers She she's oh, i hate grasshoppers <laughs> i don't like them and he noticed her getting an activated state and everything and then as he looked closer he goes, oh they're not grasshoppers they're you know, cicadas th- or something. something like that, and then all of a sudden, her system completely oh. calmed. She's like, "Oh, that's okay."
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: They're like first
1: cousins once removed from grasshoppers.
0: But oh. you, you were only activated because of a belief that it yeah. was something, and so that's we're the not seeing reality. The yeah, yeah. To it.
1: I, I, it was a magical moment. I was sitting in that chair there doing work with clients. She was sitting here, and she's talking about her fear of spiders. Yep. Now, phobia is an irrational belief that leads to an irrational behaviour and this tiny little spider came down here and like right in front of her and she started getting home. I was like, okay, what is the reality? Because instantly she was gone. She was in, in those distortions up there. And I said, what is the reality? And She's like, oh, oh, oh I do I said, woman sitting on couch near very small spider. Are you under threat? Is this thing going to kill you? Do you is this an appropriate response to have in the situation? She's like, no, I said. Do you understand you're being highly irrational right now? That's without a judgment. Mm. She's like, yes. I said, okay. Now's a wonderful opportunity for you to start pulling yourself back and to start grounding yourself in reality. This thing doesn't. Help. I said, give it a name. It was we did with you, yeah. Daryl the spider. Oh hi, Daryl. What are you up to? I'm just cruising from the ceiling to the floor. Okay. Not about you. No, I'm just going to bypass you. I'm on my way. I'm just part of nature. You're part of nature too. We're all here together. Great. I'll see you later. And it was just this amazing experience.
0: It's the spider such... teacher presented itself at the moment. <laughs> it
1: did. The spider teacher arrived. And I was like, wow, so beautiful. <laughs> such a
0: beautiful <laughs> thing. I, I had a, a session last week and it was so interesting. We are obviously on, on Zoom and they were up. In like a bush kind of region, and for some reason they were outside doing the session, and we had a chat. Then we we're about to jump into a you know kind of a healing work that I do, and um, she got bit by a bull ant.
1: Look at the video. Look at us. We're, we're totally in rapport. Right oh yeah, now. we are totally in rapport. We're mirroring. And you know all. what?
0: That was beautiful unconscious rapport. It was. Yeah. Oh,
1: that's how we roll. so That's it. how we sit, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, anyway, she gets bitten by a bull ant. And I'm like, she's like, oh, it it's stung. And she had to get some ice. And I'm like, that's just so random. I don't know never someone someone get bitten by a bull ant. And then I just, like, off the cuff, I, like, have a bit of a joke about some spiritual things. I'm like, oh, after the session, you should look up what that means. You know, getting bit by a bull ant. Yeah. You know, the spiritual reason. And then we do the session. And the, the session was all about um, having the courage to go for your goals and everything. And we worked on, you know, why she didn't have the confidence and blah, blah, blah and then we get off and like 15 minutes later she goes you don't fucking believe this and she sends me a screenshot of getting bitten by a bullet and it's like impediments to your goals that you want to achieve and lack of confidence <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah, it's so funny
1: so I sent you in the text when you said what's on and I said the power of the mind and I said manifesting the illusion of reality the placebo effect those sort of oh, things oh let's
0: talk about placebo
1: no let's talk about <laughs> manifesting that's the first one all right <laughs> all right let's talk about illusion of reality because it was it's the in-between one all right we'll meet in the middle
0: let's meet There's in the any middle a couple does
1: oh, God we're in a relationship oh yeah we are, we are. Um, illusion of reality I don't know about you but I do a lot of work about breaking down people's illusions that they've created mm-hmm. because it's usually based off a very irrational foundation yeah, the, the, the projector is, has got very old reels in it and projecting this very old illusion. And the ego has a, has been heavily involved. So I th- clients' feedback is that it's their f- favourite session after <laughs> after the fact. It's not good when they're in it. It feels very uncomfortable. A lot of people struggle with it initially. Um, but once... And, and what we're doing is we're... I'm breaking all of the lenses they're looking through, mm-hmm. all of those distorted lenses. So yes. the black and white, the personal, the labelling, the should, all that and grounding them in the reality. And so they're seeing things clearly for the first time, as the Buddha did, you know, it's just, I'm seeing the nature of things. It's the nature of the spider mm-hmm. is to, you know, come down from the ceiling on a web and to the ground and to crawl off. That that's all it means. But the woman mm-hmm. that was sitting here is looking at that through such a distorted lens and applying all this meaning to it, and that means I'm gonna die
0: yeah
1: D- does it Daryl are you gonna kill this woman I-, I don't care about her one bit she's not even on my radar I'm going to get a drink of water <laughs> <laughs> alright Daryl anyway thanks for teaching so this is the power of the mind this is the the mind will create this illusion and it's it's. I don't know, I just really want people to understand how critical it is to, to A, have that awareness of what the mind can do, and then the awareness of what it has done.
0: Mm. And, then, and then start to question, you know, if you're not specifically coming to see someone like yourself, Nick, who can really objectively, you know, and I, we recommend you do that, um, it's being able to question these things that you believe because you'll start to see the falsity of 99% of them. Because you said... You know we we decide that x y and z has to happen for me to have some sort of idea of happiness and so we take the experience of life and it gets just really narrow yeah yeah and so this is at this ego structure and this is where all of those cognitive distortions that you love talking about come in because anything outside of that reality then we start to get a bit funny and weird and if we start to break down that ego structure, it is very uncomfortable because it wants to maintain itself. It wants to stay together. That's familiar. It's familiar, exactly. And all these, even a belief like, you know, I I must be loved, which is one of the, the three amigos that you talk about. So that belief causes so much suffering.
1: Yeah, it's, it's understandable why someone would want that.
0: Of course. But all that right. belief would cause, it causes a lot of suffering throughout a lifetime. And the thing is, that belief wants to continue it wants to confirm itself and solidify itself so it is uncomfortable when we start to challenge and break these ideas of self down
1: but when that when that belief is coming from the ego it is insatiable and there won't be enough love Mm. in the world to satisfy that belief no it's the the hungry ghost so it's going to be a constant craving a constant desire for it now we can still have the belief we can't have I must be loved. We can still have a desire to be loved mm-hmm. yeah, because we're humans and, and that's what we do. But as long as we're not forming an attachment mm. to it. So I can still desire to go for a, a walk today. Mm-hmm. right? I wake up in the morning. I'd like to go for a walk today. I'd like to go for a walk today. It's not I have to or I must. There's no rigidity about mm. it. I've got I've got room. There's freedom there, yes. and I can go to the front door, and look outside, and it's bucketing down and thunder and lightning. It gives me the freedom to go to adapt and to change. And you go, ah, oh, okay. whether weather's not aligned with going for a walk, or maybe it is. Maybe I'm like a little Ryan. I want to go and slide around in the mud. But I have that freedom. I have that choice there, where if I have a concrete belief that it must be sunny, if I get to the front door and it rains, oh, fucking hell, stupid weather. This always happens to me. What, you know? I'm never yeah. going to get... Fit.
0: This, this always happens to me. Yeah. Like, there's, there's a very good reason. You have to study meteorology for a very long time, <laughs> but you don't understand exactly why it's raining at that moment. But for someone that says, like, imagine the whole universe... Over thirteen point eight billion years has conspired for it to rain on this particular day, and you say, "This always happens to me." This is the illusion of grandeur. Well, this is not equanimity. I can't be equanimous about the weather because it happens to me. Yeah, but this is—that's a distortion. You're taking it personally. Yeah. So
1: you're looking at the weather through a distorted lens. You're looking at reality through a distorted lens, and your mind is doing that. I was once unable to leave my house because i was looking at the world as terrible dark and doom and just so afraid and the anxiety did it a wonderful job of keeping me yeah. safe but uh, it wasn't healthy for me yeah so the we have it's really difficult uncomfortable but um, it gets easier when we start exploring our perception that we've got mm-hmm. like in lockdown Victorians freedoms have been compromised and we can understand we've had it good for so long but we can still we're still okay we can mm-hmm. still get around a little bit and do things you know we're not in Afghanistan we're not in a concentration camp we're not a prisoner of war you know so once again when we step out of and look at it objectively we can go alright let's not no one's asking for it. It's not ideal. It's very inconvenient on many levels. I can't go out and have a beer with Ryan at our favourite pub, but it's just a. Uh, but but I am still okay. What is our favourite pub? I don't know. Yet. <laughs> I knew that question was coming. Maybe we need one. Maybe
0: we do. Let's find. Let's one. explore. Okay. When there'd uh, be some good ones in Mornington. Totally. There's a good Irish one. Oh hello. Oh hello. It goes back to my roots, my ah, ancestry. To be sure. To be sure. <laughs> So, okay, so that's... Uh, so, I, yeah, just uh, I know we're going to run out of time reality. here, but I, I, I'm i a firm believer that... Can you message your old mate and
1: tell him you'll be late?
0: Um, yeah. You're obviously was he fixed?
1: She. She. Sorry,
0: Sorry. everyone. Look, we've got to go pick up a fridge after this. Um, but for, I'll just message him... For, for, for Ryan's man cave. For my, my beach box man cave. All right.
1: Well, I'll, I'll dive into manifesting while you do that. Go for it. And then you can come back to your story. <laughs> Uh, Manifesting. So people have, what are those called? The vision boards. And um, when I was studying, uh, I I learned, and I don't know how they come up with this percentage, but I'm going to use it. 96% of what we do happens subconsciously. Mm -hmm. So that's that's a very large number out of 100% it's most of it 96% of what we're doing we're on autopilot we're not actually conscious I'm not I didn't consciously choose to move my hands then that was just happening Mm -hmm. so it all comes down to that programming again and we bring into our lives what we focus on like when we're playing golf don't hit it in the water on the right don't hit it in the water on the right you're focused on the water on the right okay you're saying don't but your mind doesn't hear the don't it just says it just hears water on the right Hit it in the water on the right and nine times out of ten it'll
0: to the well that's right. important to note for people because a lot of people don't know that that you know so much of our life where our subconscious is being programmed all the time and one of the you know the ways that it work is that it can't process negatives yeah which is exactly what you're saying yeah. you know it's like i'm not a piece of shit i'm a piece of shit yeah <laughs> and, and sorry just on the golf line, i was actually watching um you know those tailor-made videos mm-hmm. they there's actually some good ones but obviously they have the best players in the world and they were having to hit a hook shot around some trees but obviously they're straight there's water and it was interesting because they said how they would play the shot and they played it and then the guy who was doing the video kind of said oh and so what there wasn't the worry about the water and literally both of them go oh i didn't even see water there mm-hmm. so they, they don't let that just cut all, all they saw was green and flat
1: but they visualised it as well so they created internally first and they manifest that yeah. shot externally
0: but um, it wasn't like, it was it was really authentic it wasn't like a bullshit yeah, thing yeah, it yeah. just like one of them like it was DJ just said Oh, I didn't even see water there and then Matthew also don't see it either. It's like, really? That's where you were aiming, but it's, like, it's not even in my reality. So a lot of what we're doing in
1: here, you know, the first step to change is awareness. I'm trying to help clients create a more of an awareness, so to reduce that ninety six percent. And even if it's only by one percent, that, that that's a win. So what I've trained myself to do is to listen to what I'm saying a lot of the time. And I've heard myself lately Saying when someone says how are you Nick my automatic response has been busy and I heard myself say it two or three times and I was like what happens if I keep saying I'm busy I'm going to develop a belief and reinforce Mm. this belief because we become what we tell ourselves we are that I am a busy person is that aligned with how I want to be no, I don't know. My, my actual my motto or my mantra is to live life as slowly as possible. So it's the, it's the, it's the opposite. No, it doesn't, doesn't match up, does it? No, it doesn't match up. So this is what we need. We need to align our our subconscious with our conscious mind. Yes. We need to align how our programming with our goal. And so I can only do that when I have the awareness that it happens. So now when someone says, hello, Nick, I say... I'm very fortunate because I'm working with a lot of people and we're getting a lot of great results and doing a lot of amazing work and I'm just in, in awe of what people are achieving in a deep sense of gratitude. Mm. It takes a lot more to speak about that but the, the feeling of being fortunate and, and grateful feels so much better than busy and busy to be honest is just a very lazy word. It's, mm. How are you busy? And it sets up a barrier. Oh, Nick's busy. I can't, I can't go and talk to him then. But uh, you can come and talk to me. Yeah. So that's what I, like I want people
0: to talk to me. Totally. But I'm busy. Yeah. Come talk to me. but I'm busy.
1: Yeah. I, I, I want to live life as slowly as possible. and be as present and as mindful as possible. But I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I'm too busy to live life slowly. <laughs> I don't have enough time to live life slowly.
0: You're saying like if you can help someone improve by 1% and when you think about it, I know the numbers are a little bit arbitrary, but that's just for, you know, The sake of it, to say, look, let's say it is not just the context. Yeah, for context, let's say it is ninety-six percent, but then you improve that by one percent. That's actually a what's that? A twenty or twenty-five percent increase in awareness, which is actually life-changing. Because if you go from uh, four percent to five percent, yeah, that's actually um, on on the scheme. That's that's, what a twenty percent increase, right? on what you had so that's yeah. that's life-changing very much so. that is absolutely life-changing just by becoming a little bit more aware of what we say and what we do because then we get to make some choices
1: so the bottom one there the the dharma wheel that's the represents the eightfold path in buddhism mm-hmm. the, the fourth noble truth it's the way out of suffering and there it's right speech and right mindfulness so when we're mindful when we're aware when we're conscious when we're present you, you can't hear yourself a, if you haven't trained yourself to, but if you're bouncing between the past and the future, if your mind is raced off into the future and you're thinking about everything else or you're back thinking about what happened this morning and someone says, how are you? You're not present to consciously choose what to say. Mm. And so you're up shit
0: creek. You're up shit creek. So what I was going to say before is that, so yeah, we're looking at an illusion. See, so yeah, I, I believe that we're all living life through some sort of illusion mm-hmm. so then the question then is kind of what a illusion do i want to live is the illusion that i'm living <laughs> as if you just went finger it straight through me then
1: oh no that would be amazing I,
0: I do that sometimes with the wall i don't i'd still do i used to do i still do it like every it might be like once every couple of months but i'll just walk up to a wall and i'll be like Go to push it and I'm like, nuts, nah, solid.
1: My, my first memory, my first ever memory is as a child trying to fly on the front nature strip. And I still to this day hold a small belief that I think I'm, I felt a little bit of hovering for
0: yeah. that period of time. <laughs> well, that's awesome. So like we're all living in illusion. So it's like, is my particular flavor of illusion, is that serving me? And for a lot of people, it's not because... You've got all these cognitive distortions, this rigidity in place, which is, you know, causing the uh, the unnecessary, unnecessary suffering that a lot of us are going through.
1: And we've spoken about this before. There's a massive misconception out there that we all live in the same world. We don't. We live on the same planet. But we all live in very individual, unique worlds. Yes. So you and I are sitting on the same couch, but we're having completely subjective experiences. That's right. And, and so... Em and I were talking last night, and we were just talking about differences and um, the nature, the different natures. So we've got human nature, I must be loved perfect and get what I want. Mm -hmm. But then we all have these individual natures on top of that. Uh, And we use spirit animal guidance to to highlight people's nature. And so I'm a turtle, she's a butterfly. And I said, it's really important for us to, to keep in mind to not try and change people's natures you know because I want you to be more like me or to experience life more like me or it will be easier for me you know it's just uh, okay I'm gonna uh, you sit there and tell me this is your experience I'm not gonna tell you you're wrong Mm. you know that's just that's your experience it's different to mine but I'm gonna not let the ego get involved and say oh no but you should see it from this perspective
0: yeah it's like I'll get excited about something and I'll drag Mel Mel we gotta see this gotta watch it she couldn't give a crap and then I'm like oh but it's like you know like you said we're all got a different reality someone could listen to this podcast for the first time and go wow this is fantastic I love this shout out to our Iceland listeners and then but then another person could listen to it for the first time and be like these guys are full of shit this is the worst podcast I've ever heard shout out to our American listeners <laughs> <laughs> who are these who who are these wankers <laughs> Um, and so that's the who,
1: one word Americans don't use I think you, you they imagine. find it funny when we say it yeah, <laughs> I yeah, don't yeah, know. yeah if you did a poll of Americans I think 1% would know the word that's wanker. what it sounds
0: funny when they say it because I don't know who they're <laughs> here. It's a wank, what's a wanker and um and so who's right the person who loved it or the person who hated it like oh, who's right? right there's no right no there's no right that's exactly it there's no right duality duality we live oh, in a we oh. in footsies oh we've got this duality going on and um so yeah there's no right or wrong we're seeing things through a different filter a different lens we're seeing a different reality and we're going to respect everyone else's reality but also respect our own reality because a lot of people i think as well check your reality check yourself before you wreck yourself and and so a lot of people as well we get a little bit lost and we lose this
1: you lose yourself in the moment you better never let it go. You, yeah. <laughs> well,
0: you only you, got one shot. You only one shot. You lose yourself in a moment, but then kind of get lost for a long period of time. And I see so many clients who, they had their experience invalidated at a young age normally. And so they spent the rest of their life uh, judging. That, sorry, my fridge person said, it's okay, 3.30. So well, we've got a bit more time. I've been given permission. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> see how ha- your happiness was outsourced then
0: I didn't care if we stopped or not but that, that just came out of me <laughs> and um, and so what the fuck was I talking about uh,
1: before you lose yourself in the moment you had a yeah client.
0: and so a lot of people yeah they a lot of clients and they, they kind of lose themselves their experience was invalidated when they were younger so they the rest of their life they're now their subjective experience is very much based on what other people have told them about them Yeah, you know yeah. so it's like if 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 I'm feeling like really I'm like oh I feel so good today I feel like I'm really attractive and then you get to work and someone's like oh you look really tired then you go into your shower and go yeah I look like shit or you know someone uh, you will feel like you're doing really well with you know at work logistically and then someone says oh you haven't done that properly mm-hmm. it's like oh I'm shit at this I'm shit at work and so what happens we really our world then becomes a conglomeration of what other people have told us which is which is really really sad because we lose that that confidence well, you, and self respect
1: um, placing value on someone else's illusion. And yes. You know, the, another stoic quote is, he who is properly grounded within himself does not need to look outside for approval. Yeah, that's it. So That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, but to, to give the listeners something to, to work with, perhaps it's uh, in terms of this manifesting, set your goal, not an expectation, set the goal and then align what you believe and in turn what you think and in turn what you're doing with that goal mm. and and but really got to keep checking and rechecking because the mind's nature is to run away and to get up to all this this mischief and you know find reasons why it can't do it it loves a good limiting belief
0: absolutely and why you know we the whole manifesting thing got a bit funny because you know like the secret came out and people talking about law of attraction and the thing is if you hold something predominantly in your mind you'll generally you'll get it because your life and your actions will naturally kind of head in that direction it's like a what's an
1: example for you what have you manifested well fucking
0: hell um a great partner a family um money um having a great business being off drugs
1: hey can I lend 10 bucks if you want I want to manifest ten there, there you $10. go but
0: you, there's the thing you had you. if you wanted to manifest ten dollars then you asked me and I gave it to you but a lot of people just have this thing well I'll just sit here and do nothing and then whatever I think about will present itself to me
1: I call it working with the universe or meeting the universe halfway
0: because if I want to put let's like we manifest everything if I want to go to the shops I'll literally picture myself getting in the car going to the shops and then that will happen if I want to play golf I call up and make a booking it's like I have a, I'm like I want to play golf today, but then I don't call up and book, and I don't go to the golf course, and I sit there and go, "Why not? Oh, Why aren't I playing think, golf right I think now?" Helping
1: people understand the difference between manifesting and hoping. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: It's, it's wishing and hoping is different to actually manifesting. Manifesting, you still have to put time exactly. It. I, I had the same thing when I um, separated from my last relationship, and I was like, "Right, this is cool, but." Uh, my next partner, if and when it ever happens, I'd like it to be someone sort of in the similar field to me, uh, really funny, maybe even someone I've known for about ten years or so, uh, and and just you know really beautiful inside and out. And, and then a couple of months later, Emma pops up and ticked all of those boxes, and I just laughed. I was like, "Fuck, I've got to be so careful because if I'm manifesting that consciously." What am I manifesting unconsciously?
0: Yeah. Yeah, because it works in both ways. Totally. But then you're like the way that beliefs can get in the way. So let's say that, you know, I have this idea. I'm single and I have this idea of this, this girl that I want to meet. And I'm like, you know, it feels very vivid to me and there's emotion attached. Then all of a sudden I'm at the local sports club or a bar or something and I see like the exact girl mm. that I've envisioned. Mm. And I'm like, holy shit. But then I go to walk up to her and all these insecurities and everything come up and I have this deep-seated fear of rejection. So I turn around halfway and go back and and sit with my friends. So it's like you you were presented with what you were trying to manifest, but you let those insecurities and beliefs get in the way.
1: So this is the power of the mind, okay? The the mind can manifest that, but then it can also block you from accessing that, is Mm. what you're saying. I had this client the other day saying, I want to lose weight and i'm like okay great what are you what are you doing about that what do you mean Why? So you're actioning it are you putting a plane in some place <laughs> and she's like oh, i keep finding myself going to the bottle shop and i'm like oh, okay you're running there or and I said, why she goes oh i'm just i am weak willed ah right okay. fell out of her mouth yeah, she verbalized yes. uh an unconscious belief mm-hmm. And so I went, how's that working for you? I am weak-willed. And then we, we broke down and we got her to open it up because it was mm-hmm. very concrete, you know, I am weak-willed. So we got her to question it and then find something that would work for it because that wasn't. And she said, all right, so now I have self-control. And she played around with that and then she locked that. So now I said, okay, we've planted that seed, but you got to water it. It's not just a belief just doesn't magically, mm. you know, Grow and, it and form that new neurological pathway. You've got to actually grow that shit. And so now it's an opportunity for you. Every time you consciously, mindfully, deliberately catch yourself turning towards a bottle shop in your car, that's where you go, No, I have willpower mm-hmm. and turn the steering wheel the other way and, and keep going past it. Every time you do that, you strengthen your mind. That's that, what I was talking about earlier and you start growing that neurological pathway and do it enough times the pathway is going to connect and it's going to light up and magical happen and all of a sudden it doesn't even need to be a conscious thought it's yeah. just something you automatically do
0: yeah it's it's so interesting to notice when they those Sentences just fall out of someone's mouth, you know, that. that's why, you know, a good therapist is great because they'll pick it up. Because normally we say it, we're talking about unconscious and we're like, we'll just stay stuff unconscious. So
1: many times I'll reflect it to a client and yeah. I'll have no idea they've even said it. Yeah. That's why the Zoom, Zoom sessions are great because I record them and then clients can go back and listen to it. And I say, I want you to catch all of the times you did it. I've marked it down here. And I want you to mark down how many limiting beliefs and still then they often miss them. Yeah. So
0: yeah and you can oftentimes if someone says that to me i get i stop and i'll have them say it again but this time with the eyes shut and to see where that lands mm. in their body yeah, and 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 they'll really because when you see how it lands in the body you can see whether something feels true or false for that person and so if i close my eyes in and go i am weak willed and if i really believe i'm weak willed it's like the whole body just goes yes
1: we use a traffic light system and so get the visual minds to light up green, red, or amber, mm-hmm. depending on the strength of the Right, life. okay, yep. And so though I am weak-willed. Bing, big green traffic light goes off, and they're like, yep, no, that's true. Okay, cool. And because this is, once again, the subconscious is turning that light on, mm-hmm. not, the, not the conscious mind. Um, and so we keep saying, keep questioning it until it turns amber, and then to keep doing it until it turns red. Yeah. And so now it's sort of, we've... we've we've dug up that belief and now we can put in I have self-control mm-hmm. and go through the process again but in reverse order it's red, it's red and that's amber I'm starting to get it okay it's green it's, it's found, a, found a home great, I love that and but, if you, if- but, but, but we can't put I am I have self-control we can't put that on top of I am weak-willed because I am weak-willed will still be the driver it'll mm. still be the underneath it and it's and, and still what it'll Creates.
0: that's right and one thing you can do if you're listening and you and you maybe catch yourself saying one of these these beliefs is you can also think of a time in your life where you displayed the opposite so totally. you can find contradictory evidence for that so that for in that instance she could find an instance where she wasn't weak-willed she's and a she,
1: firefighter <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly <laughs> so what happens it's called it's part of um some of the research on memory reconciliation or re whatever it is anyway if you can find the contradictory evidence for a belief then you have for the next 24 hours or so your those neurological pathways are quite open yeah it's created this uh degree of uncertainty around the belief
1: so that's why in here that's why we it starts with a full stop i'm weak willed then we put a question i'm weak willed a
0: statement yeah and then it becomes a question concrete i'm Uh, weak willed
1: it's but this is what we do. I say now. So read the first line: "I am weak willed." Read the second line: "I am weak willed," and they they it's reinforce it. And we still piss a statement. We still we piss. <laughs> I, I can't I can't express how many people struggle to read it as a question. Mm. It's amazing. Mm. It blows my mind every time, and I have to teach them how to read it. Yeah. No, there's an inflection there. It's, I am weak-willed. Your voice needs to go up a little bit and you need to question it. What? am I am weak-willed. What am I an asshole? am I (laughs) weak-willed? And it takes 10 minutes sometimes to get them to...
0: Yeah, it's probably been said in the mind as a definite statement thousands of times. It's concrete.
1: It's concrete. So every time we're getting them to try and ask it as a question, we're just smashing it with a sledgehammer and trying to break it down. Yeah finally when they've laughed enough at it and they're finally oh i am weak willed (laughs) then we can bring in the new one it's it's mind-blowing mate it's so funny i love it but it's beautiful because it it shows them that once again they can get in the driver's seat you know and so many people are living life in the passenger seat just on autopilot Mm -hmm. with those expectations or desires to be over there but the the Subconscious has taking them over there.
0: Yeah, because we just a lot of people have this idea that you know, let's say it is I am weak-willed, and it's like, wow, well, I just must have been born weak-willed, and I'm going to be weak-willed until I die. But it's just a story; it's a narrative, and we've told it so often that it feels and becomes very concrete. But we we can change these at any time. We can change I, our I love reality. what you said
1: earlier about it's the, about contradictory evidence, and because I say to clients all the time, it's so important that we start questioning our beliefs, start identifying, start playing around with them, but then making sure that they're based on evidence. Mm. So, you know, you need something to support it, otherwise it's just a...
0: Yeah, well, I, I, with clients, I, if it's kind of a trait, so I'm, I'm a very firm believer that all human beings have all human traits. We've displayed it either somewhere in our life today or somewhere in the past. And and
1: that's an interesting sentence. I am a firm believer. I, me, I am a firm believer. It's
0: my experiential...
1: <laughs> no, you deeply you. believe. I so, do. It's, yeah.
0: And so, and, and I'm yet in with myself or with people I work with, I'm yet to be proven otherwise. And so...
1: <laughs> Challenge accepted. Hold my beer.
0: And so, yeah. Um, well, I heard a Dr. John D. Martini years ago talk about this and he said, well, where are we we disown certain traits because we minimize ourselves because we don't have it, or we um, turn away from them because of shame. Yeah. And he said, and he's a very, <laughs> he, he went through the dictionary, I can't remember, there might've been oh, like 1300 true. traits and he went through and goes, I've, I've got them all. And then I started doing sort of the same from that moment. So mm-hmm. if there's a trait in someone that I admired that I feel like I didn't have, I'd find out where I displayed it, and the opposite if there's one that I judge. And so with clients, you know, I'll always, whatever we're working on. So an example, last week I had one with confidence, and it's because of those what the words are. I don't have confidence. Mm. And it's like I didn't even need to bring. We started talking about something. And it's just a belief.
1: That's right. That's all it
0: is. And so, she was talking about you know not being able to take the next step and having all this fear come up in these different areas. And then she was talking about her work uh, as a teacher and how she just. She was all afraid beforehand. It would step out in front of a class, and she goes, "I'm, I could deliver the comfort, uh, content. I knew if I got questions, that I'd be able to come up with an answer, or I could f- research it with them." And then I said, "Oh, it sounds like you're pretty confident up there." And then she's like, "Like you could see one kind of the." <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're right. I'm like, so we don't lack that trait, mm-hmm. right? And that, so that's like an opening, and then we start to jump into well, you've, why you've put, we don't feel you've confident. You put
1: in there a circuit breaker, mm. and so it's it's sort of frazzled her wiring a little bit, and she's now having to start thinking because it's it's actually difficult to think. Mm. Pe- people talk about thoughts, and yeah, there's a lot of mindless thoughts rolling through, but it's it's difficult to stop and think about things because it takes effort. Yeah. And being present to do so, and most people to start present.
0: Yeah, well, that's one of the reasons we're talking about the you know unconscious ninety six percent is because yeah, conscious thought takes up a lot of energy. Like our brain takes up what is it like seventy percent of the whole energy of the body, Mm. which is heaps, lots, (laughs) it's lots. So like real conscious thought does take up energy, and you know I've. Spent periods of you know that that real conscious thought, and yeah, I've been wiped. I could have been sitting in a chair for two hours. But then I thought, I need to lay down because so, I'm. Wiped. Well,
1: I had the same experience, so that's where then I, I took the next step and went into mindless mindfulness. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like an oxymoron, but it's. um I was talking about it with Dan today, um, and and Mel popped up with the Acacia Records, and yeah, you know, we we're talking about holding all of holding all of these thoughts and, and all of the we're, talk, we're talking about all the stuff I want to do for work and all the content I want to create and it's it's been piling up and piling up, you know, in my mind. And I said I finally got to the point where it was just consuming too much of the, the memory bank. Mm-hmm. So I've got a external memory drive and just put in the Akashic records. And I'm just trusting that it's all gonna come out when I need to right. yeah, when I need to. And so I don't need it I don't need it consciously right now and it's so freeing it's just like the computer you know, if, if your computer if your memory is full it's your computer's gonna go slow mm-hmm. when you do a memory dump or clear a lot of old shitty files or whatever it frees it up to the processor to work much better and all of a sudden you go one plus one it equals two and our, our minds are so similar to that
0: yeah yeah i i, I felt that as well i Sometimes if something pops up for me and I feel like I do want to remember it later, I might just send. I'd send myself a little voice note. This is very easy. But apart from that, yeah, for me, I have to learn just to trust.
1: Trust is the word.
0: Yeah, that's what it is. It's like because there's so much stimulus and information coming in, and we have all these ideas, and I'm like, well, I've got to you know sort this shit out, or it's, I'm going to forget it. But once again, trust is comes from a belief.
1: I believe that my. Mind will recall that information yeah. when I need it. Yeah. When it's required. But for now, I don't need it. So it, it takes more strength to let go of that information than holding onto it out of fear of not being able to recall mm. it. So if you're holding onto all this information, you're going to be living in a state of anxiety. Yeah. Which it's not healthy
0: no it's not no and i think yeah when you can have that trust it is freeing and then that trust can build on itself because when i for myself started trusting and then maybe i was on a podcast like a guest or something and then something pops up and i'm all of a sudden like oh yeah i heard um some really good information on a podcast like four years ago about that and i could talk about it and i'm like ah it's all up there well, for stim- when i need
1: stimulus it. is gonna ping the the recall yes. button in the head and your mind is going to go back have you seen that? Um, what's a Pixar? Um, it's a cartoon. It's all about the mind. It was developed by psychologists.
0: Yeah, um, I know the one you're talking about. Uh, they go get like the memory, little yeah, yeah, yeah. things. So there's going to
1: yeah. be a ping, and some part of you'll go, "Yep, got it. Got the signal. Going to go back into the records and pull out the file and come. But here it is, and give it to the give it to the vocal cords and the vocal cords of yep, Yeah, they'll, and they'll just, yeah, and it was produce it out there. So it's. it's fucking amazing I
0: still I haven't what's the fucking name I've never watched it but when we started the centre we used to get clients um let me google it clients would say you have to watch this show because this is kind of what you do in the therapy Um, I'm like oh
1: yeah I used to get clients to watch it to explain what it is right right in the therapy um can you can we go into a a wheelhouse
0: that I believe is very
1: aligned with you I love going into a wheelhouse I know you do hit me with it let's go down this rabbit hole right. placebo effect
0: yeah I'm yeah I love talking about this well yeah because this is it it very much (laughs) this is in my wheelhouse (laughs) so this is very much aligned with the power of the mind and uh, I've you know researched a lot of like Dr. Joe Dispenza and something Mm. who are very who've dedicated their lives to trying to understand the placebo effect because the thing is inside out it's called that's the one yeah that's the one well done Nick we've got a little research yeah yeah and so you know every single scientific study when trying to prove efficacy of whether it's an intervention of some sort it could be a medication has to test itself against placebo Mm -hmm. and so what the hell does that mean well in order for it to get approved or recommended it needs to show statistical significance in improvement over placebo but then what does that mean it means that roughly 30 percent. Of all improvements, healing, whether it's physical conditions, mental conditions, all of that can be attributed to the placebo effect. Mm -hmm. That's heaps, 30%. Not as much as 70. No. (laughs) We're doing good maths today. Totally. And so, what is that? It's like, well, people were given either none of the intervention at all, or if it's a medication, they're given a sugar pill. So, there's nothing in there that will mechanistically change or improve their condition yet the power of the mind makes them get better
1: i love listening to you talk <laughs>
0: <And> so, <laughs> me too <laughs> lucky you do otherwise this podcast would have finished a while ago
1: <laughs> well you're so opposite to me like you're, you're so intellectual i'm more intuitive and i love that you know all this stuff in your percent. You, you know, it's like listen it's like doing a podcast with rain man sometimes <laughs>
0: I wish I was that good at gambling. That'd be good, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm very interested. So people like you know Joe Dispenza have just said, "Well, hang on, let's not just sort of brush over this and go, oh, well, that's the placebo. That's the mind doing it. Let's study that. Well, that's amazing." And he talks about it's not just that the mind thinks that we get are, are going to get better and we do, but our mind literally, like, let's say it's a substance, our mind will literally create the biochemistry in our brain and our body that mimics the drug or intervention that it thinks it's going to get
1: have you seen Darren Brown no go home go down the Darren Brown who's Darren hole. Is it Darren D-E-R-R-E-N? or Darren? Darren Darren Brown yeah if you're listening grab yourself a beer sit down when you get a bit of you time put up do not disturb and go down the Darren Brown rabbit hole on YouTube right. it is a mind
0: freak hypnotist sort of dude actually I think now that you mention it, I reckon I've I haven't got in the rabbit hole but I reckon I've heard him maybe on a podcast or two interviews
1: amazing at his craft and what he does but he went into a pub once and just hypnotised people and said oh you know, looks like you've had 32 beers you look really drunk power of suggestibility person was absolutely sober hadn't touched any alcohol started acting super pissed and they said afterwards they said, I felt really drunk Yeah. so you know just that uh, I guess the introduction of that stimulus is a placebo
0: yeah. of sorts of course it is yeah it's and one of the really interesting studies that I love is they took these elderly people because I was talking about environmental stimulus and everything, and obviously they were old and, and aging in certain ways, and they put them it's in. What this... old people do—they age. Yeah, I think we all do, ways. don't we? Yeah. Since so <laughs> we're born, we not start just growing. old people.
1: Since we're born, we start getting old.
0: Young bucks like us wouldn't know about that. So they put these elderly people in this new environment for a period of time, it might be three or four weeks, and took all their you know vitals and measurements and everything. But what this environment was was as if it was the 1970s oh so literally all of the decor was 1970s the newspapers they were getting were from the 1970s the shows on the television were from the 1970s so everything was from the 1970s after the the period they were in this house they obviously you know gave them physicals and everything their blood pressure went down Their you know but but interesting thing their joints started to grow again they started to get longer fingers they got a little bit taller Because th- their body was like, started to believe oh, wow. that they were younger. And they're 50 years younger or something. Yeah, yeah. But then they took them out of it and they all started aging quite rapidly. How yeah. amazing. Mm. That's so I think it's it's amazing. And one thing as well, I think you, did you put in there? That there's the placebo effect and the nocebo effect. And so the placebo effect is when, you know, the, the power of the mind and the body is creating this benefit. Yeah. for us mm-hmm. and this probably ties into what you were talking about earlier when you were like "Geez, I've got to be careful if I fucking consciously manifest this yeah. what the hell am I unconsciously manifesting and the nocebo effect is when we direct things in the other way and you know back in ancient tribes you'd have like let's say uh, the soothsayer or the witch doctor and someone in the you know that cast a spell mm. on someone in the um in the tribe like literally like a spell yep right and people would die yep they would die. you heard,
1: heard of the woman who got diagnosed with cancer and they said, it's really aggressive cancer. You've got a month to live. She died within that month. They did an autopsy, no cancer. It was like Darren Brown hypnotized her and killed her. Yeah. Like it's, it's,
0: that's, it's how, a- that's how powerful our minds are. They are. And the, look, they're, one of the things I've read about as well is these like, you know, Crazy like religious people and everything, oh. and they will—they will literally because they'll say, oh, it's the power of God." Yeah. And there's one of group that will drink strychnine poisoning uh, enough to kill someone a number of times. And they'll be fine they won't die
1: what about the because
0: the, they they believe it so much the
1: evangelists The i'm in a wheelchair wheel him up on stage yeah. and he's blind and he's missing all his limbs and the pastor or whatever is oh god is coming through. And you can walk and you can yeah. see and oh <laughs> and they literally stand up out of their wheelchair and they, the, the place loses its fucking mind and they yeah. like oh Jesus. That's, you wonder how much of that is bullshit and how much of that is suggestibility. And, oh,
0: there's there's uh, an element of both of those yes. things. But like when you have... And that's why when someone has well, so, such so, belief... So,
1: hang on, sorry to cut in. It's I'm, I'm just <laughs> creating this story in my head. So this is like... I'm picturing a church in Alabama or somewhere and it's... Sorry, shout out to our listeners in Alabama. Um, and there's a a pastor or a preacher or whatever and he's like behind the scenes they're like right we need three dudes in wheelchairs first uh, that can actually walk and then a fourth that can't walk and we're not going to tell the fourth one that the first three are duds uh, so that's just going to start creating this illusion and this power and this energy and so the first one up on stage you can walk and the, 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 the fourth dud is watching them Right, and you can walk. Oh my God. He starts to believe that maybe I could walk. And then the next one comes out. You can walk too, out of his wheelchair. That belief gets stronger. Third time, belief gets stronger. So by the time he gets up on stage, maybe I can walk. And I wonder what would have to happen physically. Like, I'm not saying he would walk, but I'm just saying, I wonder yep. what would happen. Like, but, yep. could nerves can reconnect? Could.
0: Yeah, but then as soon as if he started to realise that it was a a sham, then he would revert back, you know, there's stories
1: when I got hypnotised at a stage show once and the the dude uh, wanted to experience a stage hypnosis when I first became a hypnotherapy, I wanted to see what the other side did and um, so I went to a stage show and it was, you know, I allowed myself to go with it and every time you drink a beer you're gonna roar like a lion, he said so, (laughs) (laughs) and and it was so interesting because I was observing myself and on some level I knew that I was not a lion um but I was still roaring like a lion but then that's when it wore off when the the critical mind kicked back in and it was like you're not a lion
0: yeah yeah there's another one story I read about and the guy had um stepped on or something happened with a nail but a nail went through his boot and up through the top of mm-hmm. the boot and went to the emergency department and the dude's fucking screaming. Like, ah it's all screaming like agony pain yeah. like kind of thing. And then they end up, yeah, taking his shoe off yeah. and the nail had gone between his toes. Yeah. And they said, Sir, there's nothing going on here And as soon as you look down, the pain disappears. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I um, I was driving to golf one day and I had the window down, going down the highway, hundred kilometres an hour, and I felt this whack on my neck, and I looked down in my lap and there was a bee, and I when I was younger I stood on a bee, when I was probably six or seven, and my whole foot blew up, and so you know I was told I had a bee allergy, mm-hmm. and I was allergic to bee stings, and. So I've looked down, and there's, this, and so my initial thought was, uh, my mind created a link, an association, back to that childhood memory. Foot blew up, and then I was like, neck might blow up. What happens if the neck blows up? Can't breathe. Asfix,
0: asfix, asfix,
1: asphyxiation. Asfix, I can't say it. Asphyxi, <laughs> as, can't it's remember. a tough one. I genuinely.
0: I went to say, it and I look. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to say this. Asphyxiation.
1: Asphyxiation. There we go. Um. And so I actually pulled over and started meditating, and just just went into this deep state. And I was like, I can breathe. There's nothing wrong. Whatever, whatever chemicals have been introduced in my system, they're just going really to dissolve. And you know, I pictured like a um, a dropper going into an ocean and just diluting and everything, and pull myself out of it and drifting off and playing great rounds. Yeah. So I don't know whether I cured myself or not, but you know, on some level, some part of me tells me what I did was very important.
0: I, I completely agree. Mm.
1: I was just managing that experience.
0: We're going to get the fridge. We're going to be late again. Let's go get the fridge, man. Awesome. All right, that was good. That was fun.
1: Yay. Power of the mind, people. Um, be aware of it. Be careful of it. It's a double-edged sword. It can create amazing things, but it can very be very destructive as past version of me found out once upon a time so um, don't just sit there and expect it to behave you've got to train it got to cultivate it got to condition it so um, yeah love to hear some stories of what your minds are getting up to
0: absolutely thank you for tuning in everyone we'll see you all next week Peace. peace out for tuning into the woke blokes podcast please don't forget to subscribe to the show also leave us a five star rating we thank you so much and we'll see you all next time